Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. The gift of family connection. I'm sitting here with my son, my daughter, my wife, and myself. <laughs> The and entire family. The entire family's here. And so if you're thinking of going into business with a spouse or a family member, or you're already in business with a spouse or a family member, mm -hmm. this will be a great show for you to listen to because we're going to get a little raw, a little organic, a little, a little about what it's like to work in business and life together and come out the other side smiling. Most, <laughs> Most of the time, <laughs> at least out from behind the walls of our home yes. or our office, <clears throat> smiling. And even if you don't work together, even if it's just about living together, just think about some of those hairy days in your own family and how maybe hearing some insights from this family who used to live under the same roof. We don't live under the same roof today, and yet we work under the same roof or roofs as the case may be. And so we're hopeful and believing that you'll get some insights that will help you in your day-to-day. -day. Um, yeah, especially right now as it's Christmas, you're going to be more with family. So it's an even bigger um, thing to think about. Yeah, family is very important. I'm Ken Decker. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ryan Decker. And I'm Candace St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Was a Decker. <laughs> Still a Decker. Yes. And, a and as a team, yeah. we've had the honor of serving mm -hmm. for, well, 29, just over 29 years, mm -hmm. Yetta started out, and we've helped over 2,380 families mm -hmm. to increase their financial wealth and experience immense joy either in their new homes or by getting rid of a home they didn't want anymore. Mm -hmm. So we have seven grandchildren. That's mm -hmm. pretty exciting. Five from Candace yeah. and uh, two from Ryan. Uh, we've been married over 36 years. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that with quite so much excitement yet. We've written the book, The Wealth Formula. We have uh, become real estate investors over the years. Even as a family, we've invested mm -hmm. in real estate together. And it wasn't always such a rosy picture, was it? No. 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 There was a time in our life where... Uh, we were broke and broken. It was pre-going to church and finding Christ. It was, um, our family was a mess. Our parenting was a mess. Our... <laughs> Ryan says yeah. yes. Because if you're watching and not listening, or sorry, if you're listening and not watching, what you're missing is all the amazing facial expressions <laughs> that are bouncing around between the four of us because there was a time where we were truly broken, broken in every area of our lives. And, um, and then we saw something. We saw another couple who introduced us for the first time to a new possibility. And it was actually just me at first that started to wonder if they could have that. I wondered if the four of us and if Kevin and I could have what I saw they have. Mm -hmm. And in an instant decided it was worth figuring out if we could. That's a cool thought because you said in an instant, kind of in the snap of a finger, mm -hmm. you made a decision 
And that's the way changes happen. We have to become aware and then make a decision. And then it's a long road of walking that out. Mm -hmm. And we spent years, actually 26, 27 years now, Mm -hmm. learning about finances, learning about parenting, learning about communication, learning about Mm -hmm. marriage, um, all kinds of things. And what's really cool is I think you guys kind of, we got a taste of that because you had a taste of the before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can talk we about did. that, one of you. Right now? Yeah. Yeah, well, just, you know, getting to see your family go from anger and upset and tears and frustration to starting to just thrive and jive and enjoy life and be more focused on, you know, what can we do for someone and how can we make them feel special? Like, there's a very, especially as a child, you may not know what's going on, but you know something is going on. There's been a shift. There's been a yeah. shift. Yeah. yeah, even the the friends and people that you would spend time with um, and what a activity would look like, like having people over changed and varied from really one night to the next um, after you made that change. It was more at first about having a great time and then after the change it was relationships and growing deeper with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's deep. That is Thank deep. You. Yeah. And so even if you're not thinking that you want to work with your spouse or your kids and yet you just want to live more joyfully with them, you actually want to listen to this, I'm thinking, because there is going to be some things that come up that will help you do it better. Candace is already sharing some awesome wisdom. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) And so is Ryan just bringing up the different ways of showing up within your home, Mm -hmm. right? Even the focus and your, I've never really thought about it like that before, Candace, that before it really was about just having a good time Mm -hmm. rather than about the depth of relationship and honoring each other and respecting each other and treating each other with dignity. It was more Self-focused? Yeah, but it was also more about growth. When we'd get together, we were doing studies, whether it be a Bible study, it was a study on financing, a study on parents, parenting, study on communication. I still remember the one communication book we read, which when you're working with family, communication is one of the key elements because it's very, very easy for someone to get hurt um, Mm -hmm. either directly or indirectly, get their feelings hurt. And I don't know if you've ever had this issue where you're speaking and someone's interrupting and you're fighting for the floor, so to speak. And that was happening with Yetta and I when we were early in our marriage. Our communication was horrible and then we would start elevating it, getting louder on top of the other person and we'd just get it louder and louder and louder. And what this book suggested was having a piece of flooring a piece of wood so we had a piece of parquet flooring hardwood flooring and we would actually pass that between each other in that the person that had the piece of wood could talk the person that didn't have the piece of wood could only talk to ask a clarifying question or to agree with someone if you had your own viewpoint you had to wait till the person finished speaking and would hand you the piece of floor well, now you got me thinking. Maybe we should bring back the piece of floor <laughs> for the four of us when for, we're having a business meeting. For team meetings. Uh-huh. For yeah. team meetings. That might be a good idea. Yeah. 
What's, what's interesting, I'm going to get us off that. <laughs> what's interesting is the first thing you said was in an instant, this was earlier in the show, that in an instant the change happened. And especially in this stage of my life, I find instant change happens from perspective shift. Mm-hmm. And the whole part of passing the block slows you down enough to see the other person's perspective instead of sitting just in your own. Mm-hmm. So you're able to grow and shift as a couple much quicker because you're allowing their perspective to have influence. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're, they're very tied together, everything we've said so far. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has that helped you guys seeing us model communication? Has it helped you in your, in your marriage and your business? And yeah, I, I would say I still had to fight through that journey with my spouse because there's different emotional um, energies when you're dealing with your spouse than with your parents. So I had to relearn a lot of those skills in that environment. Or even dealing with your sibling. I know yeah. Ryan and I, uh, when we first started working together and being vulnerable with each other, there are some trainings we do daily. And one of them that really uh, I struggled with was role-playing and just living out what we would say in certain situations. And I felt very uncomfortable doing that with my brother. I could do it with anyone else. But what I realized was things from my childhood and my past that I hadn't dealt with, but I had just shoved away and not remembered that they were even an issue, were bubbling up. And so Ryan and I had to take time um, aside and deal with those underlying issues. And then we could role play again and work well together and uh, even our personal relationship grew because those underlying things that we forgot about were were gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's key with family, right? Because you have history, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 (laughs) years, 40 years, however, you know, long you've been together. There's a lot of history. And with history comes good memories, but it also comes with bad memories. And so sometimes you need to do that pause, as Candace was saying, and unpack some of this so you can move past it. Otherwise, you might be operating in like your six, you know, when you were six, you got wounded from something a family member said, and you're still operating from the decision you made based on that. Right. So going back, reassessing, checking out how your dynamics are now, and then, you know. Which, yeah. which leads me to forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting because I knew that that's really... <laughs> that's a perfect segue right into forgiveness because if there's past hurts that are bubbling up, you might have stuffed them down. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially, I find, for women... Um, you be careful. I'm careful. I, I've, <laughs> I've lived in this lane for a little while, and sometimes I get you know a shot in the arm, but most of the time I'm pretty careful. You did. If you're watching, you'll notice that Candace is sitting next to Ken. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a mistake. That's on purpose. So no shots in the arm in this show. No. Not for me. And what I learned through our marriage, and a lot of our marriage, we work together. Whether it was in real estate, previous to that, we worked retail in the same industry, uh, not always in the same store, and yet we had very, very similar career paths. Uh, Right from when we were dating, we worked in a submarine shop making submarine sandwiches, and we both worked in the same store. Opposite Different shifts. We didn't work together, but we always have been in the same lane. Now, as far as forgiveness goes... Typically, a man, if a man hurts another man, makes them feel badly, 
if I say sorry to you, Ryan, mm -hmm. what's, what are you going to do? It's done. It's what? It's done. It's done. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Because cause what's happened is a man has, we, we understand that men are prideful. Mm -hmm. um, and when you say sorry, you've actually taken your guard away. You've taken your pride away. And you said, I'm sorry, I've hurt you. And another man recognizes that as um, a solid forgiveness thing. Yeah. And usually yeah. they'll forgive them and forget and they're best buddies again. Now with women, and can we say generally? Generally, yes. Generally, yeah. these are true. Yeah, not always. Because I think it's when we're having this conversation, we're talking as though it's always the case sometimes, and that's how maybe the the listening is. And we don't want you to stop listening because it sounds like we're always doing a certain thing. This, these are just generalities. Yes. Yeah. And generally, with you, Yeto. <laughs> yes. If I do something that has offended, and then I say sorry. Mm -hmm. What I found was historically, you would bring that back up. If we were having another disagreement, it became, well, six months ago you did this, or you always do that, or you historically, and I used to say you get historical, not yeah. hysterical, but historical. <laughs> and that was, we learned because I didn't, my saying sorry, was it enough? No. Is it enough, Candace? No. <laughs> Okay, so what do, what do you need more than a sorry? We need uh, what the sorry is for, because there could be many things that, and then you want clarity of what actually the person is sorry for. Okay, so first step is to say you're sorry and what you're sorry for. Yep. Okay, second step, Yetta? Oh, I thought Candace would do all these. She's very know. good at this. She, she might not have all five steps. I don't have I believe there's five steps. steps to total forgiveness. Well, the very first is prepare your heart, right? Is like get yes. right first because there's no point in you coming to me to say sorry or me coming to Candace to say sorry. In I anger? Know. Like a, sorry? <laughs> yeah, one of those. <laughs> okay. Those don't go so far. Yeah. yeah. They so, work for a three-year-old, but after that. Yeah, yeah, they don't work, right? They don't work anymore. No, they don't. So the very first thing is prepare your heart, and then you're right, Candace. Then it's be specific. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. are you sorry for? And then this is a risky one. Third step is very risky. Very risky, because now you're going to share how you believe it made the other person feel. Yes, and Ooh. many times I've been wrong. <laughs> and yet there's an element of acceptance because I'm attempting to get into your heart, get into your, we call it your puddle, your emotional puddle, right? And so by talking about what it really felt like for you, and then asking, am I right? Or how, how close am I? How did it really make you feel? Gives you a chance to verb, verbiage back, verbiage, that's a horrible <laughs> word, but. Well, you're creative. I'm creative, I'm a creative speaker, speller. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after that's been done, then it's to state future intention. Because if it's just going to go back to being, then maybe you, you mean you'll still forgive, except it doesn't really move us forward. So the idea in this total forgiveness process is actually let's move us forward, whether it's mother-daughter on the team, whether it's son, that's who you are, 
son mm-hmm. father or son mother or son sister, sister like sister that whole yeah. di- sister <laughs> yeah sister brother the whole dynamic is really the same so although we're giving an example a little bit from marriage it's true in the day-to-day workplace yeah. and the future intention simply gives you a tool a way of handling if this thing comes up again this is a different way of reacting or behaving mm-hmm which hopefully you'll choose that route Mm -hmm. and it will give you a different outcome. And then lastly, this is the secret sauce. This is the piece de resistance. And that is, have I built it up enough? You have, I think you've done fine. (laughs) That's simply to ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And hopefully after the So what does that look like? Because some people, this is foreign. Okay, so after the first four steps, Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the person that you, <coughs> you've hurt mm-hmm. is now in a place where they are understanding, they feel heard and listened to, they feel cared for. And when you say, will you please forgive me? Now, if they say yes, mm-hmm. yeah. then it should be gone and it won't be brought up again. It won't yeah. become historical facts mm-hmm. because it's resolved. Because there's closure. Yes. Yeah. And if they say no then really it's on their heart and God to work on that. And if that takes, you know, sometimes it might take a, an afternoon or something for them to come back and say, yes, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And usually this process isn't a 30-second process mm-hmm. because you got to go away and prepare your heart first. So you come back with no, well, I'm in the right. It's 100% I was in the wrong. And then ask for forgiveness for what you did. The other person yeah. needs to ask for forgiveness as well. That's separate. That... And something I struggled with this, because I'm like, I'm not always in the wrong, but I did hurt them. So even though I'm not in a wrong, in the wrong per se, it, it still didn't work for this relationship. It still wasn't okay. So I can apologize for how it made them feel. I can apologize for how my actions affected them. Um, like, yeah. Because it's not always like bad you, bad you. <laughs> like, you well, know. Yeah. Yes. You got. You also have to think the best of the person. Yeah. In a relationship, in a family, you're not generally enemies and out to hurt somebody. Right. You're just trying to live together, and in doing that, sometimes you can hurt someone. Um, but we got to think the best of the other person mm-hmm. and and figure out a solution. Yeah, I think that happens on sports teams too, where you see a sports team and they just gel. And although they might not have the highest skilled players, as a team they'll defeat other teams that are made up of high-skilled team players that maybe have some unforgiveness or some rift in them where you know they say it's not going so well in the locker room and it shows on the field. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big point. It's going well in our locker room. And if right. it doesn't go well, mm-hmm. then we have the skills, the communication skills to sit and talk about it mm-hmm. until it is going well. So when we come out of the locker room, so to speak, and meet a client, mm-hmm. they're getting our best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we come out, even if we've had a challenging conversation, which still happens even after all these years of working together, it's been mm-hmm. 10 years as a family mm-hmm. and a lot longer with Ken and I, we still sometimes agree to disagree. 
And yet when we come out of that conversation, then we're going to be united. There's a united front. Mm -hmm. And that, whether you're working together or whether you're just a, like just a family, because it really is that much more complicated to work together. It's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. Well, what I, what I like about this example we just talked about with the sports is if you're contemplating, you know, should I work with my family? You also need to be contemplating, contemplating do I want to practice with my family? Because business isn't just about doing the work. It's about getting ready to do the work. So you can do it at a high level of excellence. Mm. Um, at least that's how we operate. And so you really got to ask yourself, you know, do I want to play with my family? Do I want to, you know, do the game? But also, do I want to practice with my family to be able to master the game? Mm-hmm. That's deep. That was oh, brilliant. Wow. I'm getting there. Wow, you're smart. Are you my son today? Yeah. <laughs> today in this moment yeah. so Ken yeah. and I have this thing when yeah. he's not making me too happy for whatever reason then he's my son right <laughs> <laughs> and when he's happen. smart and loving he's her yeah, son that's yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah that's how we do it and once in a while you're our son right right every once in a while we do that with you too yeah this just yeah. in case you're not aware <laughs> might as well level the playing field and that's really what they're saying is level the playing field that we're actually thinking the best of each other. I love how you brought that up, Candace, mm-hmm. And that we are have best each other's best interest at heart. We're not out to get anybody. Mm-hmm. And so by just letting down your defenses and knowing that we're going to, it's more important that we're a family at the end of this mm-hmm. than yeah. even business partners. Yeah. And another, um, I'll call it a rule of engagement or an agreement between us mm. and would be a great agreement for any relationship really is that if you're not united and you have some conflict that's unresolved yet, never ever speak that out to someone on the outside. Only mm-hmm. speak it to the person. Unless it's a professional. Yeah. If Unless you go, you've seen you go professional for, help. for consent. Yes. Professional help. But out on the street, so to speak, with mm-hmm. your friends and, and whatever, hold your tongue. Mm-hmm. Even if you have to bite it till it bleeds. Because no. <laughs> sometimes that has to happen for me. Some, sometimes something could leak out. But if it leaks out, yeah. let's say um, and the, you're going through a struggle and you say that mm-hmm. to a friend, what usually happens is... Mm-hmm. Ryan and I, or Yetta, well, my mom and I, or dad and I, can, uh, will talk it out. And then I don't go back to that friend to say, we worked it out and we're happy now. Um, (laughs) It's all good. We figured out a solution. Um, So my friend is still holding on to what happened and can hold a grudge against the person, even though I've moved on. And that can happen in family, not just business. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also mm-hmm. seen that with friends as well, right? When you're, you yep. need to, yeah, communicate. And obviously, a prof- communicating with a professional has less um, ability for things to go wrong. <laughs> yes. And that, that concept actually yeah. came out of a book called The Bait of Satan. Mm-hmm. And it was an excellent book. And it helps walk through conflict in the church where somebody was offended or hurt and then 
they talk to another congregant and that person takes on the offense mm -hmm. and then they resolve the problem but that person still holds on to the to, grudge, mm -hmm. to, to the, grudge and, of the offense yeah and what's interesting with all these insights i'm going to say or mm -hmm. rules of engagement their agreements <laughs> that we've made yeah. over the years they actually come into every conversation that we even have with our clients because we're helping them navigate with their family, their spouses, their kids in a manner that is equally as respectful as the one we're describing that we've learned within our family. So if anything, it's made us better realtors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not all uh, happy-go-lucky when you're searching for a house and you have um, both buyers have different ideas. Mm -hmm. Spouses or family members have different ideas of what they're yeah, and different priorities yep. for the house. Yeah, yeah. I usually joke we do marriage counseling on the side, and actually sometimes we have to. <laughs> and sometimes it's not on the side; it's right in the middle, right in the thick of things. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Now, Ryan, you said something that was really key. You said seek experts. Like, mm. you know, don't necessarily go talk to a friend. Sometimes no. it's good to have a confidant. Yeah. No, it's good to have a confidant, but that's a specific person. That's mm -hmm. not your friend peer group. That would be a confidant. Right. So, you know, there's one or two friends that I know that if something's going amok and I need to express it, they're the safe place to go. Right. Um, and like Candace said, you have to be willing to go back and clear the air once you've cleared the air with, you know, the person you're upset with. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, um, it just creates more trauma in the world or in their own life as well. Like you really got to, um, yeah, clean yeah. that up. Yeah. So... Yeah, the expert thing. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, so there's a few times you'd need an expert. And I would actually say you always need experts in your life. Yes. Because um, you're going to be just like, you know, the top six people in your life that you spend the most time with. So hopefully they're pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Dad, when do you think we would need an expert? Well, let's say you want to figure out, A, how to put a business plan together in the first place, working with a family member. You may seek an accountant. You might seek a lawyer for legal structure, mm -hmm. um, maybe for whether you incorporate or you create shares or how you manage that. Mm -hmm. um, also, um, an exit strategy, like if you decide, hey, at some point, you know, we may not work together forever, Mm -hmm. Then at some point, somebody says, well, you can carry on the business. I want to retire or I want to go on to something else. Having a preset exit strategy mm -hmm. on how that's going to work. Um, other places that we see it all the time where we're called in as the expert is during a, a divorce mm -hmm. or separation mm -hmm. uh, where we come in and give expert advice on what to do to the house, how to get the most value out of it. How mm -hmm. to, you know, Sometimes it's one of them will, will actually take ownership of it and buy out the other one mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's sell it and they both go their separate ways and buy properties or or rent um, and estate sales another place where a real estate agent can bring expert advice to the situation because generally in an estate sale you may have family members mm -hmm. that have to agree on who and how much and and what to do to the property to get it ready to market there's all kinds yeah. of factors that fall in there. Yeah. And what's interesting about experts is they're usually pretty narrow in what they're experts at. And so we bring other experts along with us for the full package. So mm -hmm. when someone comes to me for an estate sale, uh, it's me. It's also the lawyer. 
Mm-hmm. It's also, you know, maybe someone who's going to junk out the house because it's full of, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so we bring other experts along. Yeah, the accountant. In, including the family team. Mm-hmm. And that would be one of the advantages, which we haven't talked at all about. Uh, just working together lets you have a common goal and a common belief and a common value. Yeah. Right? And so we're grateful that we get to really continue thriving and living both in your home and in life in general. And thank you. We're excited that we get to be moving forward together. She wants to-